How are y'all doing? Welcome back to Just Joking. It's episode four. We got a good one in store today. First, I want to shout out Blue Cow Studios for hosting the podcast once again. I'm starting to really, this place is kind of growing on me, man. It's a long drive, but really nice, um, nice professional setup, and they always got us accommodated. You can find them on Facebook at Blue Couch Studio, and uh, you can also find them on YouTube as well if you wanted to reach out and do your own thing. But um, also want to say I appreciate the people that have been watching us on YouTube, and if you're listening on Spotify, thank you very much. You can find us on YouTube at Isaiah Blue Comedy if you wanted to, you know, get the video aspect of the podcast. But today we got a man that if you're from Tulsa, you definitely know, and if you see him walking, you definitely know who this guy is. Um, I wish I kind of would have thought up a little bit of an intro for this guy right here, but he, uh, he's a big name. He actually just did a special at the uh, Tulsa Comedy Club, and I heard it went fantastic. It's Larry Tibbs. I didn't think of anything too quirky. What's up, broski? Welcome to the studio, baby. You already know there's some, some biggie playing right now as you walk in. Oh, is it? Yeah. Which song is it? Uh, I don't know a single one. So. You don't know a single one? <laughs> no, I don't. I hope it's the one that I like. I love it when you call me Big Pop Buck. Yeah, okay. That's, that's my camera right here? Yeah, that's, that's my camera. Right there. I love it when you call me Big Pop. Nah, please. <laughs> nah, thanks for having me, man. I'm ready, I'm ready to have course, a good time. Bro. Of course. Also, we got something else special in store. How do I look in the headphones? Be real. Just be completely honest. Do I look like a nerd. Yeah, you, you look good. All right, I look goofy. Cool. I you got look you. good. I can hear you straight to the headphones, too. That's pretty dope. We got somebody else. We got a co-host in. You saw him two weeks ago. He works at the Looney Bin beside me. He's a good friend. He's Hawaiian. He uh, told me about 50 stories about women last night that about all of them were probably false. Man. But we got Brendan in this mug. Where you at, Brendan? What's going on? What's up, bro? What's up? Welcome How you in. Calling me out on camera, man? <laughs> Welcome in, bro. Thank you What's very up much. With Thank it, you man? very much. You calling my stories false tonight? Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Some of them seem pretty wild. I All right. Run. I mean, if you say so. We can talk to them tonight. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, bro. Yeah. The fact that every girl you showed me had like four or 5,000 followers on Instagram was pretty wicked. I can't lie, bro. I can't you lie. You got it like that? Hmm? You got it like that? He lying. He is lying. He That's lying. what I'm saying. You <laughs> lying. I mean, just, I'm going to say, th- say the word twin out loud and you just take it from there. What is twin? Twins. Oh, you got twins? <laughs> That's all I got to say, You got twins? I, I want to hear yeah. this story. <laughs> I'll tell you after. Okay. I ain't going to tell this on right. camera. Oh, okay, camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, a gentleman yeah, you know don't kiss saying. and tell. Yeah, you exactly. got people watching. Especially not on camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, twins. I didn't mention, but my name is Isaiah Blue. We got Larry Tibbs, the man, the, the guest this week. I heard you used to work at the Looney Band. I, I did. How was that, man? Um, It was fun. I'll say I started... I was on and off at the Looney Bin. Well, let me go, let me start here. Let me start. Of course. Here. I've always had a passion for comedy, mm-hmm. but I had a passion working for comedy clubs because I just wanted to be there for the vibes. So, <clears throat> shout out to my big brother Gerald Harris and my uh, my big brother uh, Lavelle Harris, rest in peace. But you know they the ones really got me started working at the doors. Wow. Oh, okay. Club. Wow. Gerald and Veli used to do. Uh, these shows called Chocolate City, mm-hmm. uh, which me and Gerald do now. Um, but back in the day, like probably like I want to say 20, 
2016, 2015, probably even earlier than that, but they used to do shows at the Louisville, and I used to work their door mm-hmm. and just do the tickets and everything, and I was only probably like 18, 19 years old. Oh, okay. I think I remember you telling so, me this, yeah. Yeah. So after high school. So, yep. Literally straight up. That's yep. crazy. So, it was like, um, I used to work the door for them, and then we used to do the shows at Looney Bin, where I was so good at it, like working the door, uh-huh. and I'm a big dude, so right. it was just like, do you uh, want a job here? And I yeah. was like, hell yeah, I want to make some extra money. <laughs> for sure, bro. Work there, work at the door. I was probably there for about a year and a half. Um, then I quit there, moved to Dallas, Texas, and then I worked the door at the yeah. Addison Improv yeah. in that was Texas. What, that was what, like 400 people a set, right? Yeah. 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 Crazy. Or two, about, wow. Crazy about stuff. 200, 300 a night. People nice. walk in there and then um, came back, started working at the Looney Bin again. So you must have been cake afterwards. Mm-hmm. After working at a oh, place yeah. with like two hundred people yeah. coming in, what you and you working? You were were you working at the Looney Bin by yourself at that point? Like working the door? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's it's that it easy. Was, yeah. It's easy. Like at Addison, you had to have three. three no doors. doubt. So you no got to have hundred per person, right? Dude, what kind of names like came that. through there when you was working there? At the Addison Improv? Yeah. Oh my god, I can go down the list. Theo Vaughn. Nice. Start there, then, huh? Yeah. Wow. But here's the crazy thing, my like, idol. like. Like, here's the true story about Theo Vaughn. Theo mm-hmm. Vaughn came twice in, like, three months, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. First time he came, he was just like just a, just like a regular comic on the scene. He wasn't he wasn't famous off, right. the, off the podcast yet, right? Yeah. So, it was probably, like, close to 100 people that came, mm-hmm. right, for each night he did. But he came back, like, in that following January. I don't know what happened in that two months, but he sold out every single show. Holy crap. Then... We had to add shows, like he blew up within two months. It was it was crazy. I gotta ask, was this 2019? 2019? Yeah. Oh, 2019? That was his year. Yeah, that was his year. Yeah. 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 Made the big rise. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I That's think he crazy. had just did Joe Rogan. Yeah, okay. Him, uh, and then then he was with Brandon Schaub for a little bit too. Yeah, he yeah, did that yeah, King actually. and Steam podcast, which got real big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like then right after that, blew up. I was like, this dude was just here two months ago. And he, <laughs> yeah. It was like it was like a piece of cake. Like we did his show, like everybody came in, we kicked it, chilling, he was super cool. Next time he came, I've never seen like a show that packed. I mean I have, but like it was just a crazy to see how somebody can blow up in that short period of that time. Quick, dude. Like it was crazy. Right. But Theo Vaughn came through, Brendan Shobbs came through, um, Dio Hughley. How's Brendan Shobbs comedy in person? Uh that's a good question because it's kind of like I don't know. It, it, like here's the thing with, with Brendan Schaub: not only is he in a lot of controversy, but besides that point, he's he fought his whole life. Yeah. And he does have like it's it's known he does have CTE and stuff. Yeah. I've seen it with his podcast. Yeah, and he's new to comedy. He's newer. Yeah. He's, he's like probably been doing it the same long time you've been doing it. It's well, pretty relatively new. He ain't been doing it that he's, long. He, he's right. the one that kind of pe- a lot of comments are kind of thinking he's a hack, right? Oh, only one? a hack because he had r- friends that were high up and they got oh, him set. He sets. was Rogan's boy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Rogan's boy, yeah. 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 I'll say his comedy in person was he got stage presence. Word. You okay. know what I'm saying? But, I mean, you can't be mad at him. I can't never get right. mad at anybody that, no, 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 that no. gets on that stage. I mean... I just know comedy's different in person than, than through YouTube or something right. like that. No, it definitely is. Absolutely. Yeah. Live, live crowd reaction is way different than what you see mm-hmm. on, on, like, YouTube, Netflix, and, and all that. And feeling right. the energy of the room yeah. adds so much to it, bro. Yeah, so much. He was super cool, dude. He was super cool. So. 
So how much do you use like the social media for the for your comedy and stuff? Like, are you posting clips on like Facebook or Instagram or TikTok and stuff like that? Or what, I'm starting to. Okay. I used to be very, very, very protective of my material. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to post my clips. Like I said, if you if you search my name, you'll find you'll find like a clip here or two. Okay. Yeah. Like I have a clip on YouTube that's been from 2015, mm-hmm. and I just reposted it here recently. Mm-hmm. So, but now, um, now that I shot my special, I'm still looking for my old footage. I know who got it. They got, they got like hundreds of my sets. I know nice. who got it. We're gonna sit down. And I'm gonna start posting some, okay, some old stuff. Cause you I gonna, got some. You gonna do that, uh, that TikTok short shit that they, that all the comics are doing now with yeah. the post. Yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, that's like the new thing to do. I tell you what, that's a secret to success now. It is. Cause that's, like, that's probably helped Theo Vaughn a bunch in that uh, 2019 year. Not even just Theo Vaughn, like all everybody, the big names, of course. Literally, but. like Bill Burr. Uh-huh. You know how much more exposure he's getting just because of YouTube Shorts? Yeah, like yeah, he was right. already huge. It's but crazy what a 30 second clip. Level. How many people will go from that 30 second clip to watching your whole podcast? Right. No, that, that's that's straight facts. I think that's a new a new trend for stand up comedy. I don't know who started, mm-hmm. but Andrew Schultz. Yeah, and Schultz. Andrew Schultz, yeah, yep. yeah. That's he, dude, started, like he started doing five-minute shorts back in 2018. Mm-hmm. He was posting them on YouTube as opposed to posting his full set because he noticed he would when he posts those five-minute clips, he'd get more views on those five minutes. Thanks. And then he'd post another five minutes. That would get more views than the special that he posted the last week. Yeah, I like that. Because people don't, will not sit down and watch one hour. No. But they will watch one hour of five-minute shit. Yeah, yeah that's they true. Will. Yeah. They feel like they have a control of what video they're watching rather yeah. than just sitting through an hour, you know? And one of my favorite comics do it now, too. His name is Ali Sadiq. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. From I love Texas. So he does that. And I met him before at the Anderson Improv, too. But he was like... I see his clips all the time, and he breaks down his whole hour specials, and he break it down like two, three minute clips. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a is, is he is that the guy who Schultz is co host, or am I mixing that up? Ali, I don't, I don't think so. No, uh, no Ali no. Sadiq is the uh, he's the he's an ex-con, right? Yeah, ex-con, ex-con. and okay. he does he does all the special or most a lot of specials in prisons. Mm-hmm. He does them with uh you know inmates and whatnot. Okay, real super, cool guy, super cool dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super absolutely. You did. You didn't notice, Brendan, but before you got on the podcast, I was going to like grade your like performance. And you're doing good so far, bro. So far, <laughs> hey, you're on knowledgeable. I like, he knowledgeable. He come in with. Like the, I, like I like it a lot. I told you, I did all the research you on did. every episode. Like <laughs> you've been doing the research. That's exactly. for sure. I like that. I like that. But yeah, I'm gonna start doing it. Um, like right now, I'm working on my trying to see where I'm gonna shop around my my special. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, I'm gonna put out my clips. Hell yeah. You gonna like premiere those like slowly, like put get the clips out first and then post it, or you gonna post it and then do the clips? I don't know yet. I got some ideas that I want to do. Right. Like we doing a whole bunch of reshoots tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, for a special, but I mean, to me, it's just really this is going to be my introduction to the world instead of just being local. Yeah. You know, you know, it's as a as a local comic, it's hard to to get out, branch out. Mm-hmm. But the best way to do it is social media. So mm-hmm. right now I'm just like, we're putting together, putting together a special, and then we're going to put it out. I don't know what we're going to put out, but yeah, we definitely going to do the clips first though. Like yeah, it's smart. It's like the trailer. Yeah, I'm curious. What is like the shopping around process like? What is that? What does that look like? You working Ooh. with some people to like reach out to some some uh, companies or whatever? Well, you got to first find out what they're looking for. Uh-huh. Like we're shopping around with Tubi. Like we're trying to get on Tubi, but Tubi yeah. has stuff that, you know, they got they got some kind of rules. Oh, restrictions and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. They got some restrictions. They got some rules. 
you know, your shit got to be trademarked. You got to, you know, of course you got to have your LLC and everything done. Mm-hmm. You you have to have like a real business proposal before you can just, hey, I got a special. Can you put this on your right, network? Right. Mm-hmm. No, you got to do the whole process. I'm not shopping to no big networks like mm-hmm. Netflix, Showtime, HBO, because I ain't I ain't got the money for it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, for sure. And Comedy Central, I, I notice this a lot with Comedy Central. You're when you do your material mm-hmm. and you're an MC, you have to keep it clean. But I'm guessing in your in your special, the one you just performed, you probably are ditching the clean material and going for the stuff that you that you know works. Yeah. Right? Just being yeah. more yourself. Yes, yeah. I'm more myself. What I notice a lot about like those big names who are on Comedy Central now is that when they do their jokes and they're on YouTube, you'll see them at Laugh Factory, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Th- their jokes, they're not clean, but when they have them on Comedy Central, they have to, you know, Be scrub free. it down. Yeah. You know, I can't say the F word. I can't say, you know. That's, that's literally fact. Yeah. And that's, it, that's literally fact. It is really annoying, yeah. you know, because you know the real face of the comic, or the real face of the comic, you know what I mean? And when you see them performing, it's completely different to when they're, you know, trying to reach out, get the whole world looking at them and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I, I get it. That's a huge, like, disadvantage looking at these networks, you know, because they're going to ask you to be something that you're not. You know you know what I think, though? I think we're we getting into a time where your social media is your platform is your network. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody yeah. is yeah. going to need... It's going to become a, a point, point where nobody needs Netflix to do their special mm-hmm. or Showtime. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, of course, you want to get on there and get big, but... Like you just said, Andrew Schultz is a prime example. He got like a million something views off his videos. Yep. Who? That's money. You know what I'm saying? And he released his special on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And look how well he did on that. Yeah, your name is becoming your brand through social media. Facts. And before social media and like the the phones, Netflix was how you, like you said, reach the world. Yeah. That's how everybody's able to tune in or Comedy Central or something on TV. Yep. Now the TV's kind of going away and we got our TVs on our phones, phones. on YouTube, whatever. Yeah. You can be your own, like you said, network. Yeah. You're your yeah. own network, your own brand. And that's how I look at my, like Tibbs Mania is my brand. Okay. Tibbs yeah. Mania is my brand now. And I knew when I sat down like that. created Tibbs my Mania. brand mm-hmm. and I wanted to shoot my first special and when I, when I, like, you could tell, like, with some comments, you say, I'm shooting a special. And some of them be like, who you shooting a special with? Like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. like, no, I'm doing it my, my, I'm putting my money up on it. Got me some dudes with some cameras. We're going to sit up, do the special. And this is my brand. And I'm going to put it out here. And yeah. if you, can I cuss on here? Yeah, you can cuss. Absolutely. If you fuck with me, then you, you can go. <laughs> hey, uh, cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But, no, but if you fuck with me, you know where to go to see my special. Right. Man. Like, I've learned a lot through this process. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, I'm going to just jump into a question real quick. Cool. Through your eight years of comedy, am I right? Eight years? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what's been, like, your worst experience either on stage or at a club or something of, of the sorts? Worst experience? Like working as a comic or working in a comic club? Probably comic, right? Yeah, as, comic. as a comic. Ooh, I would say this. I have a real big problem of people telling me to be somebody that I'm not. Mm, okay. That's a problem. That's probably a reoccurring thing then, right? Because yeah, they got their rules and stuff. Yeah, it's a reoccurring thing because I, I do comedy for the people. I don't do comedy for comedians or the people that's in the business. Of it. Right. I hate the comedy business. Mm-hmm. But I love doing stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Now I get it. There is rules and regulations that you should follow. But for me, I'm more of a person. That I like to get on stage and have fun. Yeah. You know what I'm sure, saying? Like, sure. like I tell people, you come come to my shows. It's gonna be like we had a family barbecue. 
Like we all kicking it, we having fun. Yeah, that's why you dip in the crowd work a lot. I'm guessing. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes because it's I do the crowd work sometimes because it's comfortable. Yeah, it's com- it makes the crowd comfortable, mm-hmm. and I'm letting y'all know like before I talk about myself, I'm talking about y'all too. Yeah, or I'm just letting y'all know you know we all in the room together. Mm-hmm. But some clubs don't like that. You know they they want you to be clean, especially as an MC, they want you to be clean, but. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's probably probably my biggest thing. Okay, yeah. so it has been like a, just a night that was just like either some guy got super pissed off at you, or you know maybe you got like, I, I for example I'm off stage. Yeah, I'm young in the comedy scene, and I went to uh, Starlight. I may have told the story once, and I go up there, and I only got three minutes of jokes, bro. It's my third time doing it. It's my yeah. second week of comedy. Yeah, yeah. So I only got so many jokes. And one of my jokes I still use today ends with me giving like my pronouns, like you know what I'm saying, but they not really my whatever. Yeah. And so I try that stuff there and at Starlight. You been to Starlight before? I think I've been there. Yeah, they hated me completely, bro. <laughs> they booed you? Booed me. They called me Lurch. <laughs> you went to Red Bar for sure, but <laughs> they said, uh, "Read the room, Lurch." And uh, I tried. now I will say this as yeah. a comic, you do have to learn to read the room, though, mm-hmm. like. I have been to shows where I'm like, oh, yeah, this is definitely in my crowd. Right? Yeah. So I'm just going to do it. But like I could say, like for instance, like there's been a couple of shows this week that we're doing at the Louisville. It ain't my crowd. Mm-hmm. Definitely ain't my crowd. They, they, uh, yep. yeah, the headliner. I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they, these, these folks, uh, yeah. But, you know, um, but a true comic can read the room and then basically you can make anybody laugh in your own way. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, at that point, like, you got a bag of jokes, though. You, you, your bag's deeper the longer you do yeah, comedy. Yeah. So you're able to go up there and be like, okay, I feel in this. I can switch to different material a little yeah. bit and yeah. maybe do the crowd work or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I was so, I had three things. And I there were things I had rehearsed, like, in front of the mirror. Yeah. I wasn't ready to, like, venture off into crowd work or, <laughs> or like, It's rip. a dangerous place, though. It That's is. why, so, but th- I'm going to tell you why, why a mm-hmm. lot of, um, a lot of clubs and a lot of comedians don't like that, man. It's because, that is like a wall you open up. Like you definitely open up a wall of demons. Like mm. if you go up first as an MC and you go, you know, crowd work, I had to learn how to tone down of it. Like I learned my lesson because I'm so like I love it. I like doing crowd work and it, it mixes in with my material, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, I just had somebody tell me just like, hey, you know, kind of tone down on the crowd work because that gives an invitation for the crowd to yep. to Start do it throughout heckling. the whole show and then. Yeah. The comments after me probably don't know how to handle crowd work like mm-hmm. I do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, it's also you got to know who you're working with. And also you got to be respectful, too, at the same time. You got to have a lot of knowledge for that, too. Because, yeah. like, you got to do your research beforehand. Oh, is this guy a clean comic? Is he going to appreciate this? Does yeah. he even do crowd work? Like, I'll tell you, uh, one comic, CJ Starr. Shout out to, to my boy CJ Starr here in Dallas. Um, he sat me down. He seen me do, he seen me do my stuff. He be like, man. You funny as hell, but I'm waiting for you to do some material. Oh yeah, I'm like, interesting. And I was like, man, I'm, I am like, I mm-hmm. do, I do, because usually how I write is my first two three minutes, I'm improving, I'm fucking with the crowd a little bit. Yeah. But he was like, man, you good, but don't do no crowd work. Like I want to see some real material. Right. And so like it, like it literally fucked with me when he said it because I'm like, well, am I not good? But I came back the next day, no like no crowd work, straight material. He was mm-hmm. like, "That's what I want to see." He wants to see like what you've done in your free time, writing down jokes, working yeah. them out, not going out there and, and like riffing with the, the people in the yeah, audience. Yeah, but you know what's funny though? Yeah, 
They tell me that shit, but I go online all the time. Oh yeah, every comedian's doing crowd work. I'm like, what the exactly. fuck? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, but, that, but that's good though, because he's tempering you to evolve your brand of comedy. No facts. And that, like, that's facts. you got to have somebody to push you, because when you and you, if you have the wrong person fucking pushing you, yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean. We at nineteen thirty. Okay, sorry. Oh, you good? If you have somebody <laughs> pushing you in the wrong direction, so you're just gonna. What was nineteen thirty? Uh, at twenty, we gotta re- we gotta restart the. Got yeah, my Tills Mania podcast. I don't even have a podcast, yet, but I already got the social media for it. Oh, are you ready then? Yeah. I'm good, man. Thank you. All right, I'll uh, tell you in the mic when I talk to twenty. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, we need to get Instagram and Facebook mm-hmm. for sure. I'll set it up. Yeah. All right, because YouTube is a little. I mean, it's not really social media. It's kind of just consuming media. I'm gonna tell you something. Every yeah, social tell. media. Every Facebook, There's YouTube, Instagram, yeah. all of that is own is its own little world. Yep, so absolutely. I yeah, I was on a. I if you want to get booked in clubs, mm-hmm. you start off as an MC. You have to do clean material, no crowd work, in order for you to get bumped up. Done now. <laughs> That's lame. Man. That is lame. Like I, I like I said, I do comedy for the people. I mean, all those big names, you know, they're out there. You starting? Right, we're okay. I mean, all the big names, you know, that are out there, you know, the big, like the guys who get the specials out, they never do crowd work. And the no, reason they, do, they, they do. well, they don't do them in their specials. Oh, no, not, try no, not to do them. No, in their no. Specials. So like in my, at my, on my special, there is no crowd work. Right. <laughs> like no crowd work. Can I ask you why? Like what? on your special, why no crowd work? Because that's something I, I don't really understand. I get Especially it when you're in it's a, your own, you know, you, it yeah. is my own special. I get it when you're like in a fucking huge arena, there's maybe 5,000 people in there listening to you. Yeah. You know, and you're there to tell the jokes and you're getting recorded too. Dang, bro. I didn't do no crowd work in right, my special. We're running, we're running. Uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do no crowd work in my special because it's just, Yep. I wanted to challenge myself if I can do a full 45 minute set, no crowd work with straight mm-hmm. material. Mm-hmm. And it shows your skills as a writer, stage presence, uh, and go joke from joke. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't have I don't have What's like your oldest joke in that uh forty minutes you did, that forty five minutes you did? What's my what? Like the oldest joke you have, the one that's like lasted through time the longest. The longest joke in it of the set or the No, I mean like, no, the, like the one that you've done for the longest amount of time that you know works. Yeah. Like one maybe you Oh, re- on my special? Yeah. Yeah. Oh that's all new material. Oh swear. Yeah. Okay. That's all new material. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. You you worked for that. Yeah, yeah you did. Because like, I, I see, I'm not hating again, but I see like features come in that the same material I saw them do last year. So it's interesting. Bro, it's comics, man. You 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 know it's it's comedians that been doing the same material since like the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Like for real, like they literally. But the reason why they do it though is the crowd is different everywhere they go. But I've seen comedians do the same jokes every time, and I'd be like. Do they ever write new shit? Do they mm-hmm. ever write new material? I guess it's what pays the bills, you know? They know yeah. it works. They keep on getting booked. And then, like, with me, I have to... I, I, I can tell you what challenge me because I write new jokes every time. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, my brother and... My brother Gerald and Valley, they used to do these shows monthly. And I used to be on these shows every single month. So, every single month, I'm like... I gotta write a new ten minute set. Like I gotta write a new, yeah. write a new five minute set. And I used to do comedy competitions, and you can't. <laughs> it's hard to 
do a joke because you see the same people every time you go right. to the same place. Mm-hmm. So it's like, fuck, I got to have something new. I feel mm-hmm. that way too when I do open mics. I see the same faces. Yep. And I, like you said, I'm not doing the comedy <coughs> for the comics. I'm doing it for the people, you know, the mm-hmm. audience. Mm-hmm. So it is a little difficult when I go to like the Hunts Club. I'm the last guy up and it's just comics. Yes. I'm like, all right, well, you guys have heard this shit, but let us let me just do my five real quick. Yep. You know? <laughs> yep. But like writing new stuff, that's important when you're in a, a, a community like this. So yeah. you can still keep it fresh for you and for everybody else, too. Yeah. 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 Like, like uh, when I was writing for the special. I was like, do I want to do some of my old stuff? And I had it in there. Mm-hmm. Like, I had it in there that some of my old stuff that I knew was going to hit. Right. But I was just like, no, nah, I'm going to write. I'll, I'm going to tell you what's too. Like, I, 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 you will find as long as many times you get on stage in the years you do it, you start finding yourself. And they say you won't find yourself as a comic unless you do. You'll be six to seven years in. You'll start noticing who you are. Mm. I'm eight years in. I'm a storyteller comedian. I tell stories. That's your brand. That's me. That's there me. I could tell you, I could tell you my experiences, and it's funny it as hell. I mean, y'all see, y'all see. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but I learned that from some of my favorite comedians. But I went to go see Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock. Uh-huh. Two storytellers. Yeah. Two storytellers. You hear me? And I had my stuff ready for for my special, but when I saw Dave Chappelle, I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Bro, I was bro. like, fuck. Because Chappelle's on a different level. Different level. Dude. It was crazy. I've heard that story before. Like, Chris Rock and Kevin Hart both did an interview and said, like, when they saw Dave Chappelle do his, do his shit, they ripped up their stuff. It was like, we got to write again. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, it was crazy. I knew exactly what they was talking about. When I seen him work on stage, I was like, Fuck this! Like, <laughs> I, I could do better than what it's I like did. The, yeah. he, he the goat, man. He's like, literally the goat. That's what I was gonna say. He like, he, but I get humbled a lot when I go just doing like go seeing comedy at the Looney Bin and seeing some people. Some people in the scene are so funny, but I go to these open mics, funny motherfuckers, bro. Yeah. It makes me think like you funny as shit. It makes me think like I don't know what to do. No, you funny as shit, bro. You think so? Yeah, yeah on facts. I appreciate like you. You have the staff laughing, and yeah. we've heard joke. We hear jokes every day. I yeah. appreciate you that. Uh, Wednesday, I went up there. Uh, I usually walk around, you know, I'm on stage and kind of like mess with the mic stand. Or like not really the mic stand, but like the cord and like fidget a little bit. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to go up there and just stand still. I, I don't know. Move. I don't know what made you do that, but that was perfect. Yeah. That was perfect. And it was just like everything you said was just like the way you said. Like when you said, <laughs> when I was a kid, I wanted to be black. Man, I <laughs> fell out, dude. Like that was just like like I knew you were serious too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, what, you know what's crazy about that set, and I don't know if you mind me sharing this, you can, you can but talk. he did not prepare any material. Yeah, that was really? all off yeah. the rip. We was I, I was in the showroom with Improv, him right like before it. the show. It was crazy. I was talking to him. Hey, what material are you gonna run with tonight? Because I heard his his, his fucking set before. It still has me laughing and whatnot. Yeah. And he's telling me, man, I didn't write anything. I'm gonna just fuck around. Man, and I, I like that. Yeah. And he, he goes up. This is the first time I've seen him kill a crowd. Bro, yeah, you did like, the thing. I love that thought, man. Like that joke I, did good. Let me tell you. I'm gonna tell you a story, man. Bellyville, okay. um, like he did that. He used to do that all the time. Like, I used to do shows with him, and he would sit there backstage, and he'd be like, I'm like, man, what you talking about tonight? He said, man, I ain't got no material. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm like, you ain't got nothing? He's like, I ain't got nothing. But every time, he'd go up there and murder. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, you said you didn't have nothing. He was like, I didn't. <laughs> so and he just go up there and talk. And I'd be like, man, that's beautiful. You, like know, you know who did that, is. too? It was uh, Todd Rex. Todd Rex? Every single show we did with him, 
Never the same material. Yeah, it's true. Not a single time. That's beautiful too. Man. I yeah. like that. And Andre, for fifty-five minutes, he's owning the fucking crowd, mm-hmm. and he's not doing any material. Yeah, I like comics who push it into something that would be in a normal conversation, uncomfortable. But because they so comfortable <laughs> in themselves and what they're talking about, that the crowd's like, oh, I don't know if we should be laughing at this, but this is fucking funny. Yeah, yeah. Todd Rex like that. does that a lot. Yeah. yeah, he made a crazy joke where he was like, uh, I, I'm gonna butcher it, but he was talking about like. If you just set up two like two holes in a wall, right? And you took a gay dude, and you're like, all right, this hole has a pussy, and this one has an ass, <laughs> but don't tell him which one. You go tell him which one feels better, right? <laughs> so he goes up, and the uh, the gay dude, he's like fucking the pussy one. He's like, oh, this is wet, it's cool, it's whatever. Nice, it's warm, it's, it's not, supple. Yeah, yeah, it's supple. He goes to the next one, he's like, <laughs> all right, it'll it'll warm up, it'll warm up. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this is bad. this is my style. This is yeah, my style. That's funny shit. <laughs> yeah, it was great, man. <laughs> it was funny. And you shit. could never, you know, like as a normal kind, like if you tried to do that joke mm-hmm. and you weren't comfortable with that material, no. the crowd's gonna be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Is you yeah. talking hey, man, about? if you uncomfortable, the crowd gonna be uncomfortable with you. I'm learning that. Yeah, I'm learning that. Yeah, you, yeah. I, I I've learned that a long, long time ago. Like, if the if you uncomfortable on stage, the, most likely the crowd's gonna be uncomfortable too. They gonna see it. Yeah. We'll see it. That must have been why that uh, me saying I want to be black as a kid worked. Because they were like, hold on, this motherfucker being serious. Because <laughs> at first, when I watched the video back, it got like a like a breath. And then they were like, hold on. He, there's a did, you hear, did you hear one loud laugh in there, though? I did. That was me. <laughs> yeah. That was me. That, was that shit was funny to me. Yeah, well, I heard, I heard somebody clapping. I was like, okay, I'm keeping this one. I'm keeping yeah, this one. Yeah, you got to. That, that's funny. Yeah. That's one of them. That's one of them uh, jokes you can throw people off with. Like, you go into your material and you just throw that in there. Yeah, just randomly. Just randomly. Yeah, and, and just step crowd, away from it. If the crowd ain't fucking with it, you just like, when I was a kid, I wanted to be black, nothing. And then you just move on. I would tell you, I would tell like, you, yeah. I would tell you who I watch that, <laughs> that masters stuff like that, like notes, is Dion Cole. Have y'all watched him? Yeah. Yeah, actually. I haven't seen him, no. I'm not studied on my comics, man. Bro, look up <laughs> Dion really Cole. Dion Cole yeah, literally has you that down next like he he literally would bring up like a like a notepad, notepad yeah. but it but it's part of his material yeah but like he'll literally read off shit off his list mm-hmm. and then like if the crowd ain't fuck with it he'll be like alright yeah <laughs> they ain't fucking with and that always gets a laugh that always that gets always a laugh I did the uh, after my I did the the bit about like why I wanted to be black growing up I, I just looked out of my notes and I said so I got a diabetic dog. Bombed. I was like, okay, whatever. Look yep. back down on my yep. notes, then they laugh. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> yep. yep. Like, okay, that shit didn't work. But Dion Cole mastered that shit. Yeah, Dion like, Cole. That's yeah. funny. You know what was interesting is uh, when he started doing Conan. Yeah, he was you right. Remember, he was you remember right. that? Uh-huh. You remember that? The, yep. He had this little bit at the, you know, the one. It was it was him and Conan. They're, they're I don't know, standing next to each other. It's one side says colored, other says whites, and it pans out slowly, and they're doing fucking laundry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh man, hilarious. I love the comedy that like uh, you you start the joke and someone think they're thinking you're gonna go this way. Like uh, for example, this is a stupid one, but I was watching Kill Tony, and this guy went up there. He did his minute. Have you seen Kill Tony? Ah, uh, that name sounds familiar. It's a show where uh, it's with Tony Hinchcliffe, and uh, he does in Austin now. And he get, he has p- comics put their name in a bucket. It could be anybody off the street or a big name. I have seen this. Yeah, yeah. they do a minute on stage, which yeah. is insane. Yeah, bro. that's we're nothing. Gonna have to watch this later. <laughs> yeah, yeah Tony's great. Yeah. But this guy goes up there and he's like, "Let's talk about stereotypes." And the crowd is like, "Listen," and then he starts naming stereos. 
But just like the way he did it, like just throw him like off. The, it's like a curveball. The curveball comedy. It's, a, it's, That's like, what it's I like, like he grabs the attention, and now like okay, now I can just hit him with a curve. Like, right. like yeah. oh, you thought he was going this way, we going. I love the curveball comedy, bro. Yeah. That's 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 something I want to dive into. A little there's bit. some there's some comics who do it wrong though. Mm-hmm. I had a comic approach me last night. Oh, we actually both know this comic by the way. Not somebody that you've ever performed with. He's planning an open mic. And, okay, word. but what his plan was? I was, think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly who you're talking. He about. was planning on going up on stage and being like, "Hey, I need, I, I'm thinking about some names for my band." And he starts just naming just weird shit, mm-hmm. like stuff that's very specific to where he's from. Okay. And I got, I'm not gonna lie, some of it was funny, but then at the same time, I'm thinking this guy's gonna do this for five minutes. Like you gonna name? F- f- that's a lot of names, that, bro. No, and he was <laughs> scrolling no, down the no list. Shit. There were so many names. Damn. He put some time into that. No. Day. Yeah. God. There, was, there was maybe 150. Have you ever thought about going on stage? And then just sitting there and not saying anything. Am I crazy for that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what the fuck you get on stage for? I want to go up there, bro. I saw somebody do a like fifteen seconds of that where they did a joke and then they got up on stage. Like they did a joke very physically. They were on the ground doing it, and he stood back up, dusted himself off, and he just stared at the crowd. And they were laughing, and he was like. And then did that, and they laughed and laughed. I want to go up there and just see how long I sit there until somebody's like, "What the? You fuck? better, you better read you better the room, be kid. Fucking, <laughs> yeah, you're fucking you brave for that. I'm gonna be honest. You gonna be in the wrong crowd? They be like, "What yeah. the fuck is you doing? Get <laughs> off the stage, bitch! What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I also have Your stupid ass off the stage. <laughs> Bring a real comic up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that for sure. I want bro. my money back. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally another open micer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what the fuck is he doing? No, I've never, I've never thought about that. But I tell you, what I do like, mm-hmm. some of my favorite comedians will do. I, I throw one out there, Bruce. Bruce, he has a, like probably one of the best endings oh, to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause like, he'll he'll do his whole set, and then at the end he'd be like, now nah, I'm not like other comedians. I don't have the big shebang jokes. When I'm done, I just walk the fuck off the stage. And he just walk off. I'll be like, that is like, that's perfect as shit. That is. Wow. I love that. That's bold. That probably kills, that too. Move. It kills, bro. Yeah. It right. kills. gets the standing ovation. Yeah. You know? Wow. Because yeah. he, he let you know, like, I don't have a closing joke. Mm-hmm. I don't end with the laughs. When I'm done, I just get the fuck off the stage. Mm-hmm. And just leave. <laughs> don't even say bye or nothing. Just, just I, exit. Let me run an idea past y'all real quick. I just thought about this. If I go up on stage, I do good or whatever, and I'm like, uh, guys, can y'all just like, this may sound crazy, but can y'all just clap? I want to take a picture for my Instagram or some shit like that, right? So I get them clapping, and some guys in the back going to take a picture, and then I just do this. <laughs> you all for two. You all for two. Don't fucking do that, bro. Yeah. You Don't. For two. My, yeah, my caption's like, that. man, Tulsa's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. You you old for two. Yeah, bro. You better read the rules. Or, or new movie Boo. question mark. Oh, you, you gonna get that black dude to cry. Oh, hell no. You know 12% of Tulsa's population is Jewish, right? Yeah. Like, oh, no. I don't want oh, to burn no. any bridges, though. I was just playing around. You ain't burning bridges, bro. You burning the club down. You ain't gonna never perform yeah, again. Yeah, never. You, you ain't gonna put your face on the most wanted. All right. Only I'll the, take some creative risks, guys. My bad. My only, bad. only like the. I feel like only the big names can pull off that shit. Like uh, what is his name? Ricky Gervais when he does the Hitler joke. Mm-hmm. You know the Adolf. Adolf here. 
you know. <laughs> wow. He flips his hair around and gets he's got, you know, yeah. Hitler's standard. Uh, were you here what, what day was it? Were you here when that guy went up there and did like seven and a half minutes? Was that this week that happened? That was it. Yep. You see that? When was this? This week. You remember the really tall guy, long hair? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. In the open mic? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. went through in like seven and a half minutes. And afterwards, you were up there and you just, it was so funny, bro. You had to perfect reaction. The dude. Yeah. yeah. You just leaned against the wall. You were just like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, I hope he got this shit off his chest. Right? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Bro. Yeah, that was funny. Us at the club, we were, we get pretty unhappy at that shit. I mean, you've been doing this before. When somebody go up, they do more than their time. It's fucking annoying. And especially when you're not killing the crowd. I don't get that's no the worst. That's disrespectful, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is to the, to the club. It's, it's disrespectful. It's always best to, you can go a little bit under, but never go over. Because yeah. you still got, you got to be respectful of the comments that's coming up next. You can't treat it like you're the headline. Hey, I'm going to tell you something about time. I'd rather get off the stage early mm-hmm. than do over. Because I didn't heard some horror stories over <laughs> comedians banging it out because a certain comment go over time. Like, yeah. Real big name comedians. I'm like, ah. Oh, shit. So I'd rather, I'd rather go. I got to know now. What you, what you talking about? I have a dope, I, that, you get it? <laughs> nope. Just know. Okay. Just know. You better stay on time. Be respectful. Be respectful to the of your rules. time. Because okay. you're going to run into the right one. You fuck. You supposed. Hey. I hear you. I was like, I'll go, I'll go 30 seconds. I'll get off the stage five minutes early before I fuck with that person's time. Yep. Yeah, I like uh, leaving on like a laugh usually. Obviously, I have my, written in, like, my closer joke and stuff. Yeah. But if I see my light and then, like, uh, I get a, la- a big laugh halfway through, like, 30 seconds later, I'll just be like, all right, that's my time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's just the way to do it. That's no, that, no, that's basically what it is. When you see the light, wrap up. Mm-hmm. Wrap up. What I like sure. about some comics, especially at the open mic, is they'll um, I'll give them their light and then they'll just get off stage. Yeah, that's happened a few times. It's, it's weird. And I and then I I go and I talk to him. Hey, you did a minute under. And like, yeah, the joke I was gonna do was gonna run me about two minutes. Yeah. And I wasn't about to you go re- over. It's respectful of the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Like that. You those types know. of guys. I'm like, at first I was like, you fucking whack for that. Yeah. But then now I'm like, shit. That's that's a good person right there. I'm gonna tell you with me like, um, my brother always said all the time. Like, when people when we do shows together and people ask what what like when I want the light, he be like, Larry don't need the light. He gonna get off right out of time, mm-hmm. and every time I do, like twenty minutes, I'm out. Or I'll be short. Yeah. Like I'd rather be short than I'd rather be. I sometimes I could get off stage right at at the time, or I get off at least twenty seconds, thirty seconds. I always got a time. That's a lot of practice, though, man. Hey, hell yeah, for sure. You got to time your jokes. If you writing, mm-hmm. when you write, you got to know where your jokes is at. You got to learn, learn how. I can't remember what his name was, but we had that one comic like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. He was the he was the feature. He would do it exactly thirty minutes and then he'd get off stage. Wow! Exactly thirty. Did not ask for a light. I asked. I, I would literally go up to him before every show. Hey, you need a light this show? Yeah, I got this. I would still time yeah, him out. Comics are, some comics and like he, that. That's as soon as he goes, good night, everybody. It would be twenty nine fifty eight. Yeah. Yep. Motherfucker, that is practice. Yeah, that is correct. Where, where's practice. your favorite uh, your open mic scene here? Like when you? Oh, actually, how about this? Where'd you start comedy at? Ooh, y'all ready for this? Story? I am ready. Yeah. All right. So, um, I actually started at the comedy parlor downtown. Y'all don't even know what that is. Do you oh know? yeah, it's the one that closed down, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was where uh, where uh, 
can't remember what it was. That's the one they were gonna reopen mm-hmm. under new owners, but with the same name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I think you. I think you've earned your spot, bro. Yeah. You know. <laughs> he, did, he did his research. <laughs> he did. Probably ain't never stepped foot in there. <laughs> no, <laughs> never. No. no. Actually, he was in Hawaii in like eighth grade when the comedy parlor shut <laughs> yeah. down, and he knows about it like <laughs> more than we do. Like I don't understand what's going he on. He do all the comments that went through there. He used to have the best popcorn. <laughs> Used to have the best popcorn and chips. I'm gonna be honest. I heard they had a killer hot dog. They did. Bro, what is going on, bro? (laughs) Who are you? Why are you here? Hot dogs was like three dollars. Yeah, oh man. I told you, man. I do my research. That's all they had. They used to have the hot dogs rolling in the back suit and come in. But they they did. They had some good. That play. That's where I actually started. But cool story. So I always tell people how I got started, man. Mm -hmm. How I got started is. Remember, I was saying I worked the door at my brother's comedy shows, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to write, you know. We used to write. And we'll sit there and write, and they'll be like, man, you funny as hell. Mm-hmm. You need to get on stage. And I'll be like, no, nah, I can't can't do that. I just like watching y'all perform. Yeah. You got the stage fright at first, yeah. No, nah, it wasn't stage fright. It was, stage just, fright. Okay. it was just like, you know, I love comedy, but I never saw myself doing it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like I didn't have the physical appearance or anything. Mm-hmm. So, I would practice writing. Like, we could get into that. I'll tell you my first joke. Okay. Well, I, like that. Like, I used to practice writing, but I'm going to tell you what happened. So, um, I remember telling my mom, I was like 17, 16 years old. Mm-hmm. I told my mom, I was like, I want to be a stand-up comic. Mm-hmm. And she was like, wow, you ain't funny. I was like, well, damn. <laughs> I was like, Damn. <laughs> That's fucked, man. That's fucked. My pops did the same exact thing, bro. Yeah, I was like, and I so I went home. I was just like, well, fuck it. I threw all my all my stuff away. Mm -hmm. So, like, we we we'll we'll jump back right back into that story. Oh, okay, okay. Call it an ad break, goddamn. That is a good ad break. (laughs) What was you holding up the two for? Give me a two minute light. <laughs> oh, oh. I know you don't need them, but you're not on sync with the exact 20, so I was making sure. Oh, okay. But then that cut off way earlier. You got to warm, you get me yeah, a light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's just switch this bad boy off real quick. Smell like bacon. Yeah, she, yeah, she would eat bacon. bacon. Oh. All right, you want to restart the segment? Yeah, start the 20 right now. Okay, go ahead, my friend. So you was at the, uh, I already forgot the name, the Comedy Parlor. Comedy Parlor, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you was writing. Yeah, I was writing, so I practiced writing after my mom told me, like, <laughs> like you ain't funny. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? So I threw all my shit away and never thought nothing about it, but I still watch comedy. Like, I don't know if you ever hear stories like, you know, most people will tell you stories like they used to sneak and listen to Richard Pryor's album and stuff like that. Yeah. Mine, I'm so young, like mine was sneaking and watching Comic View and mm-hmm. watching Jamie Foxx and Eddie Griffin. Oh, yeah. Original Kings of Comedy, Bernie Mac and all them. But um, I was still had a passion for it. Used to watch my brother Gerald Velli do it. But it wasn't until like Kevin Hart came to town and I went to go see Kevin Hart. And being in that, being in a arena or that theater, and watching him get that response, I was like, I gotta get on stage. Mm-hmm. I like, I gotta get on stage. Like, I'm missing it. And a couple weeks after that, I got onto the comedy parlor. Got onto the comedy parlor, and I met this dude named uh, Peter Bedgood. Y'all know who Peter Bedgood is? He's known around Tulsa. Okay. Um, 
but we used to work together. We'll get him, on. We'll to, get him on here. We'll get him on here. Yeah, he used to run comedy classes at the comedy parlor, and we worked together. And every time we go to work, he'll be like, man, you need to come to my comedy class. Come to my comedy class. I'm like, I'm not taking no comedy class. Took the comedy class. <laughs> took that comedy class. One time, he was like, yeah, you need, you need to get on the open mic here. Mm-hmm. Stay, stay, and do the open mic. Mm-hmm. Did the open mic. My first joke was about Mexican working at McDonald's. Yeah. And then talking about, uh, I made up a story about me and my brother getting jumped at the casino, which never happened. Mm-hmm. But it was just funny to tell, you know. Right. It's a joke, right? Was the worst shit that I ever read. Really? <laughs> really? Worst shit ever written. If somebody had a video, burn that shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay? Burn that shit. It was the worst joke ever. But ever since then, though, like, man, I can't, I can't stay off the stage. Like, it's, I'm addicted to it. It's addicting. Respect, it's addicting. It really is. You followed your dreams. Yeah. That's the main thing. Definitely. Definitely. I find it addicting working at the Looney Bin, too. I couldn't imagine my life not going and watching comics every week. Facts. Couldn't. So, I don't know. Me and you had this conversation last night. I think I told you that. Mm -hmm. I told you. I was just like, no matter what happens, you know, behind the scene, but I just love being in the comedy club. There's something different about it. Yeah. It's like the best... Best place for me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I always find myself, I used to find myself working the door at comedy clubs. Like, when I first moved to Dallas, first thing I was like, I need to go work at the comedy club. Yeah. Not just because I'm a comic and I need work. I just want to be in there. I want to see. You, you know, doing, your place. Were you doing comedy at that point? I was, yes. Yeah. yeah, I did a lot of shows there. At the, what scene do you like better? Like, what you mean? Like, which scene? Like, which, like do which you like Tulsa better or you like Denver? I guess which one feels more comfortable, maybe. This is home. Mm-hmm. Tulsa's home. Um, as far as the comedy scene, here's the thing, though. I don't. I don't want to talk bad about Tulsa comedy scene. No, I just feel like, I just feel like, I wish we had the resources other places have. Like, I wish we had more comedy clubs. I wish yeah. we, I wish our people can get out more and go see comedy. Because, like in other cities, they go see comedy just to go see comedy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It don't matter who's who's there. Yeah, they, don't remember. they just walk in. Like in New York, I heard a guy tell me, like, in New York, they love going to open mics. They don't care if the uh, if the comedians awesome. yep. is bombing or not. Like, sometimes they like to see comedians bombing. And they go right. just for that. And it's just like, I wish we could have those same people, right. you know, come to us, you know. But because the mics comedy cellar is always full. Always, always. That's, that, that's the one in New York. That's the yeah. one you oh, see okay. clips of. Yeah, yeah that's always. where Schultz came from. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. New York yeah. Comics, Chicago Comics too. What, what is their spot in Chicago? Is it Brick House? Uh, is it the Brick House? Know. Yes, yes. It is a Brick House. Yes, it's something like that. This dude's got a map in his bedroom <laughs> with just like pens and like little notes. Yeah, keep him around. Yeah, on me, bro. Right, and those spots. Next week you're gonna see him in this chair, and I'm behind the <laughs> camera writing jokes down or something. Facts. <laughs> I need a writer for this show. Them, <laughs> those clubs, they're always full, but you come here, mm-hmm. and I, I I haven't been to the other comedy clubs in town yet, mm-hmm. but for what I'm told, those spots fill up because they're small. Looney Bin fills up on a Saturday night. Yeah, because of the name. They got, uh, sorry, Chicago got Zanies and, Zanies and Laugh Factory. Laugh, Laugh, Factory. Laugh Factory. Okay, That's Brick House is. must have been somewhere else. Okay. That's what it, it is. Don't matter. Bricktown is an okay scene. Bricktown, okay. So could you see yourself moving to a different scene? Facts. You could? Yeah, it's one of my goals. It's one of my goals. You think okay. you you think you, you could make it out in L.A.? Definitely. It's in my yes. heart right now. Yeah? It's yeah, it's awesome. You, if you go if you go on my uh, on, on my Instagram, I post a lot of like L.A. shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, because it's just like, and I'm going there at the end uh, end of this month too. So check it out. Yeah, yeah. You well, gonna, you're gonna see the scene. You're gonna kind of test out test the water, see if you can. Uh, I gotta connect down there, so I'm gonna see if I get on some stage. If not, I'm just gonna go go to the clubs and just okay. be around it. Take you know? notes. Take yeah, take notes. Introduce myself to some people, talk to some people, mm-hmm. and we go from there. But I definitely see myself like I hit the I hit the. Uh, the Dallas Comedy Club scene, but not as heavy as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. You know, I was kind of like in and out. I was only there for two years. So. Okay, fair. How many mics do you think you did? Like open mics. How many do you think you did a week when you were before you were getting like a whole bunch of shows on the weekends, filling up your? You time want to be honest with you? You know yeah, how many open mics I ever did in eight years? Yeah, two. Open mics, really? Yeah, I've only done two open mics. Wow, uh, two. And two then you mics. were you were already on stage. Okay, Brendan Schaub. <laughs> nah, it, it ain't nothing to brag about. You, you got the connects. <laughs> it ain't no, nothing to brag cool, about, but it, cool. it's just I just been blessed, you know, be blessed around certain people. My brother, my brother was the one that kept me on stage the most. Mm-hmm. Who's your brother? Joe Harris. He's your like brother? Yeah, he's my brother. Wow, dude, Joe yeah. Harris is a fucking dog. Yeah, I dog. watched yeah. after he, he, I watched him do comedy, which was hilarious, and that's when I saw you the first time. Yeah, it was when he did his show on Sunday. Yep. And then I went and watched his fighting videos in yeah. the UFC. What the fuck? You gotta get him. You gotta get him on her. I would love to. Well, bro. I put. I put. Now I put, it, I put a word in. For I appreciate you, that, bro. I get him on here. I'm gonna do my research too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like. I'm like this. Hi, Gerald Harris. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> he cool. He cool. You he real get cool. Your ass beat yeah. He real cool, man. Last week we had uh we had uh Evan Hughes on, right? Evan Hughes. Yeah. Evan Hughes. Oh, we, that's my guy, Evan. Yeah, yeah that's what love awesome. that guy. I love Evan. I want. I wanted to ask before. If if we're running out of time, we go on time. We're good, man. We're okay. good. We got I wanted 15. to ask uh, because he's a he's a big booker here in town, right? Mm-hmm. He books a lot of shows. What's it like working with him? Because he's a huge name, mm-hmm. uh, at least here among yeah. the comics. Mm-hmm. The comics all have great respect for the guy, and yeah. uh, and even as a worker, I got re- great respect for him too. Let me so tell you something. Evan is full of shit. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. Evan, man, Evan. I'm gonna tell you something. Evan has probably one of the Probably one of the best people I ever met. He's from what I met. He's so nice, dude. Yeah. Like so, there's something about him. Like, <laughs> like you want to hug him all the time when yeah. you see him. Like he's so. Super That's crazy cool. you said that, bro. Twenty minutes through our podcast, I was like, I'm gonna hug this guy. I'm yeah. not gonna shake his hand afterwards. He I'm just have a hug. spirit about him, and I'm I'm all about he like, like Bob Ross, like vibes and, and spirits, man. Mm-hmm. Like his is just like mm-hmm. he's just like a like a butterfly, right? Like seriously, you don't yeah. want to hurt this kid. No. But there's there's one headline about not headline but it was in a in one of the uh, articles that I read for, for the research. Yeah, HostPeople.com. Yeah, he was called uh, one of the most unbearably happy comics. I don't even know what the fuck that means. Uh, that's exactly. a big word. Unbearably yeah, happy. happy. Just too happy. You gotta explain like, that yeah. shit because I'm ready to fight for Evan. Like <laughs> Here, who talking shit on Evan? Go ahead. Ain't no talking shit. <laughs> it's that he is like so, his stage presence when he's on stage. It is so off the off the wall weird. Yeah, because he's so happy up there. Let me tell you, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna tell you a funny story about it. So a sentiment of happy is like optimistic. Yeah. Um, good. <laughs> right. <laughs> you taking me to school now? <laughs> nah, I'm fucking I'm gonna tell you one thing about Evan that is hilarious. Yeah. So when I go to his shows or see him perform at his shows, he's different. Mm-hmm. He's calm. Like it is 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 hilarious. But when he come and do like the black room, mm-hmm. Man, it is the funniest shit in the world. We be like, <laughs> where the fuck? Did-? Like when he first did it before, like he get off stage and he just like, just he just turns into a different person, and we just like, Evan, what the fuck got in here? <laughs> Where's this fucking yeah. material, bro? Like yeah, like where the fuck? Where was this at? He don't 
it's like he reads the room perfectly. Mm-hmm. He know where he at. It's hilarious. But mm-hmm. I love working with Evan. Like I've done a few shows with Evan. He's booked me a lot, and and we Great actually guy. we actually just yeah. talked not too long ago. He's gonna he's gonna do some work and shit. Hell yeah! Nice. Yeah. Good luck, man. Yeah. Crazy good guy. Yeah, I'm excited to see some of his shows. I haven't seen him perform yet. Sadly, nice. you haven't seen him perform yet. No. You'll love him. Mm-hmm. You'll love him. Yeah. There's one thing that he does, and I mentioned this last week. I don't know if we brought it up in the in the podcast. Yeah. He does this thing where he knows he can silence people during the show. Mm-hmm. He knows he can silence people during the show. He do. And that that is brave for yeah. an MC, for somebody like, you know, he's a big name among in our little cult following of Evan Hughes. Yeah. But the crowd might not know him. And I think it is bold for a comic to be able to go up there and say, Hey guys, I'm actually doing a setup here. Could you guys quiet down a little bit? Watching him do that for the first time and then do it again the next yeah, show. Yeah, piss off Evan. That's kind of scary. Yeah, yeah no kidding. I was he, like, he, he do look like a school shooter. So yeah. oh my, dude, I wasn't gonna say it, but I'm gonna say it now. My grandfather texted me and said, "Who's your new friend?" Because I posted a picture on Instagram. I said, "Made a new friend," and he was like, uh, "That dude looks like he shoot up at school." Yeah. I was like, "No, yeah. he's the happiest yeah. guy around." Yeah, I think that's nice why we love him so much. Yeah, yeah. don't want to get on his bad side. He that one white dude that come here. You be like, hey. hey. Make sure he's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get him some ladies, all right? Yeah. We don't want him lonely. You got good? You hungry? Too. You know, that's what black folk, you go to black folk house. You hungry? You good? You straight motherfucker? Yeah. Get go here. get you something to drink. <laughs> get you something to drink. All right, man. Uh, let them know where we can find you at on social media and all that. Man, you can uh, find me anywhere. You can find me on Facebook, Mr. Larry Tibbs. That's okay. weird when you search my name. You can just put in Mr. Larry Tibbs if you find me, mm-hmm. but... Um, all my social media is Mr. Larry Tibbs. Snapchat is Big Funny Man LT. Mm-hmm. Um, YouTube, I'm still working on a name. You can still search my name and find it, but it's Tibbs Mania Podcast. I don't have a podcast yet. I just got all the social media shit for my podcast. It's a free plug, by the way. If you if you need any like uh, if you have any questions about YouTube or whatever, I've been doing it for like two years now. I can help you make thumbnails and stuff. Oh you yeah, put on your pictures, like, are fire. the tags and stuff like that. Oh yeah, you just reach out, bro. I'll help you out. I'll take over. I mean, I'll help you out. Yeah, um, he said, I'll take over. <laughs> hey, shit. Yeah. Hey, there's many pay good. <laughs> you heard hey, it here first. You bro. need a staff writer, bro? Hey, shit. <laughs> you need a researcher? Yeah, guy. We can do a lot. Take him to Los Angeles with you. He'll find every single club. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, what did I tell you last night? I saw y'all say, you look like an anime. Yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. That's what I was like, let me talk about like, it. Like, like, your swag was just like anime. Written. I don't even watch anime. Right. Like, my daughter, my daughter and my boys, they yeah. watch anime. But yeah, I was like, I saw you. I was like, Man, he looked like the cool yeah. character. But I went out with him last night, and uh, we just left the fur club. And on the way to the car, he was practicing his light skin faces. I was like, bro, if you don't <laughs> oh, chill out, how many times he licked his lips? No, nah, he was licking his lips bad, and then he like had them like tired eyes. I was like, bro, chill out, bro. <laughs> I was catching crib. No, I mean, chill out. I was catching eyes, man. Hey, we got a free fucking shot off me, buddy. Yeah, that's true. We walked in, and some girl, some girl was with her husband. She was like, what's your name? Right. You were so cute. <laughs> what you drinking? What is your name? We got a free lemon. I walked out feeling like a bitch. Great. I was like, this is how the women do it. They walk around and get free drinks. <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah, they do. On the way to the, what, what were we on the way to? Whiskey? Yeah. Whiskey, what, 918? Yeah. Whiskey 918? That's the place. I was on, we were on the way there, and uh, I passed by, we passed by this little group, and the, the dude literally looks at me, he's like, yo, calm down, I'm with my girl. <laughs> he shook, you? He yeah. shook his head, he's like, you Instagram model? <laughs> he said it for his girl, said it though, that's the yeah. thing, he said it for his girl, made some, a comment. <laughs> that's a good thing, that's yeah. a good feeling. You, no, that is. It was so a good ass for nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it was a good feeling, because I was like, 
Hey, I'm chill. Calm down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't kick my ass. I know she right there. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, man, that's your lady. Yeah. So you got you got some dates you want to throw out there? Uh, yeah, I got two shows tonight. Uh, at the Looney Bin. I don't know. This is probably yeah, we got like two three weeks. Bro. Oh, okay. We're behind backed up a little bit. Uh, I actually don't have any any official dates. I got some stuff I'm working on. Like I said, I'm working on the Tips Mania podcast. The Tips Mania comedy special is coming out. Um, that's exciting for real. Yeah. Probably in about the next couple months, we're going to have that ready to go. Um, but right now, mainly I'm focusing on just getting out. Getting yeah. out. I'll be, like I said, I'll be in L.A. Then I'm going to try to do some work in Chicago. Um, I got to connect in Memphis. They hit me up. So, Memphis is the shit, bro. Yeah, it's dangerous, but it's the shit. <laughs> no, no shit. Like, it's, it's dangerous. definitely dangerous. Yeah. That's what I heard about the Little Rock scene, too. Yeah. It ain't like Memphis, though, bro. Nah, Memphis I was, Memphis. I was down there on 4th of July, so oh, I was yeah, working, yeah. Uh, oh, shit, I was working on fucking uh, the pipeline over the summer for yeah. like six months. Yeah. And uh, I was down there on 4th of July, me and my buddy Nate, we were walking down uh, Beale Street, which is their spot. That's their spot. It was midnight, right? We were the only white guys there. And that's just facts. We were the only white guys. We were walking right down the middle of the road, looking like we had money just because we was dressed up in our little polos and shit. We leave, and we pass these group of guys who are next to some cops. 20 seconds later, we hear a Boom! We turn around. Someone had thrown like two or three of those fireworks that are supposed to go in the sky yeah, yeah, yeah. down into Beale Street. And, and we were like, Shut what the, the fuck? fuck? Yeah, for like, we were 30 seconds away from that blowing up on our faces. Hey, when I tell you that place is dangerous, yeah. mm-hmm. but I would love to go to the comedy club. But, <laughs> but when I heard they, man, like. Mm. They'd be, they be different than they, they, I mean, not to get all like weird about it, but they killed their own rapper. Like, I don't know what happened exactly, but they had a big rapper come down to Memphis, and they yeah. took him down, bro. They wouldn't let him leave. I mean, that's that, cartel I, shit, bro. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, you talk about Young Dolph, yes. Yeah, no, young young Dolph. Dolph, but... I don't know any details of that. But it's it's deeper it's deeper than that, bro. I bet it is. Like, do your research. I okay. say do your right, research. yeah. It's deeper than that. We don't, hey, uh, 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 cut that research. out, cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> write do that down. Dad, write that down. We're cutting that out. Yeah, do, do your research about it, bro. Like, okay. uh, it's, yeah, Memphis... I love to do their comedy clubs though. Like I definitely, <laughs> <laughs> I can come make y'all laugh. Like I definitely yes. gonna do that. You go and go to the club and you go straight home. Yeah, <laughs> no hotel or nothing. Yep, <laughs> we hitting we hitting the highway back to Tulsa. <laughs> no. It's a cool city, bro. Bro, they got that Pyramid Bass Pro Shop. Yeah, bad fucking ass, yep. bro. You should have got. Did you get some like some of the food down there? Yeah, I did. Barbecue. Their barbecues fucking yeah, unreal. Yeah. I fuck right? with Memphis. I, mm-hmm. I, I fuck with Memphis heavy. Tennessee's a pretty state too. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's so I've heard. T- Memphis. I mean, you probably know this. You've done. You too much research. You fucking weird, bro. <laughs> How about school shooter? Uh, but no, they they got the Mississippi River yep. right mm-hmm. next to Memphis. That's crazy. Yep. That river is fucking big, it's bro. Big as shit. It's crazy. I don't know. It's a beautiful city. It's always wide like lakes, bro. Yeah. Yeah, it's giant. Really? It's giant. Yeah. You, you you hear about it, but you ain't never think how big. You think it's just a regular river, but right. it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. I love it. All right, well, we're going to wrap this up, bro. I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. it. I'm going to have yeah, fun. I'm just getting started. I know you just got into it, bro. <laughs> just got started. <laughs> well, we can talk afterward, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about an hour, I think. Oh, fuck yeah, bro. That's what I'm talking about. Love it. And we're going to run the outro after, right? Yeah, that camera actually is blinking red, so oh, okay. it's beautiful. That was some of your timing, bro, getting on stage right before the light. Yeah, yeah. Did you like me yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, I was fucking with the first show, I was fucking with the second show. The second show and was then strange, bro. Just the fucking crowd. Like, could you hear me chuckling from the back? Because mm-hmm. I feel like I was the only one in there. Like, I'm going to tell you, so I'll tell y'all a story about late, late night crowds. 
like late night Friday night crowds. Yeah. It's like that every week though. Any club you go to. That second that second show on Fridays. I don't know if y'all know who Steve Martin is. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Steve Martin got a quote. They asked him why he stopped doing stand up comedy. He says it's cause the second show on Friday night. That's the reason? That's the reason. What's up with it? Like I don't know. It's but it what was crazy. Like that's why like when I was up there, I just I just went through my shit just like I didn't care. Yeah, you got off stage two and a half minutes early. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I got off the stage early, two and a half minutes early, first show, because I knew Michael Zambino yeah, yeah, was going yeah. up. But then the second show, you also went under. With 30 seconds. Who's that Michael Zambino guy? He's known to Tulsa. I, so, yeah. I did one of his podcasts. Uh, he got a podcast called Opinion Like A-Holes, mm-hmm. with him and Hilton Price. Pretty, he's, he's pretty cool. Yeah, he had a pretty solid set. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, anytime a headliner like vouches for somebody, I immediately have to push like my hand away. Yeah, because Rex brought somebody up. Well, Ali threw me in the fucking fire. How's right? it going? Pretty right? good. So my second month doing comedy, Ali's like, "Hey, uh, because you didn't do a mic, do you want to be a feature on the show?" I said like four. I said before like four times. Damn, like, really? Yeah, it was a Thursday. I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'll do it." I go up there. <laughs> so you did the whole thirty minutes? No, it was just five. Oh, my bad, feature, my bad, I'm sorry, like special guest. Oh, my oh. Bad. I said feature, my bad. I was a special guest, I did five minutes, and it was like, it was bad. Uh, I don't think you lost. So that one know. was dying, so we, we none of the cameras turned back in, shoot. So Sweet. we did it perfectly. But he, he's not kidding, though, I was just now getting into it, man, I was enjoying it. It's up to you, you want to do another 20, and then we can uh, I mean, drop from that. I'm down. It's gonna be that's gonna be 80 minutes of material. Well, yeah, it's a lot of stuff. We already got you here. We might as well. We could split this into a two parter, bud. Mm -hmm. Like, yep, I could do another 30 if y'all want. Cause let me grab my. Just gotta go get me. Gotta go get another fit for the night. (laughs) Y'all working tonight? No, no, we all. Oh, y'all. We going clubbing. Oh, well, club. Yeah, you're kids. right. There ain't no fucking clubbing. <laughs> so, quick question. How much did all this run you, like all the podcast equipment? Because I've been doing my budget, and I'm sitting at 15 right now. Well, if you can do a podcast, you can do a podcast. Like an NT1A, maybe like 200 bucks. What's an NT1A? That microphone. Hey, you got to go. Are you sure you want to do it with one of your buddies? Like, well, he definitely wanted to do it with me, man. It'll be all right. Is there a button I can go in there and press? I can just press yeah, off the recording? I got it. Because you can get a... Yeah. Well, he has this guy right here. Yeah, he has this guy a two-channel two, uh, two channel, uh, Scarlet. And they're like 100 bucks. Hmm. Get, get your good mic for a couple hundred bucks. We'll cut uh, that wrap-it-up section. And then, because if we're going to do extra time... I mean, you can later. technically be podcast ready. Uh, if you want to film hmm. the... Outro. Yeah, we don't actually, even have to do it here. Um, when you leave, uh, I'll show you uh, on Marketplace. There's a guy selling one of these and a cloud lifter, which is like a little amp, a preamp for it, for 200 bucks. Shut up. And I about went and picked it up. I was like, man, that's a deal. It's a little beat up, but it works. Yeah. And um, I'll show you the link because he's in Tulsa and I'll drive through. I was like, how do you ever get that? <laughs> But you, you know, you don't need a lot. We we have the mics for recording instruments, so yeah, that's yeah. the reason we have the nicer mics. But yeah. you don't need. You, I mean, they, dude, you guys' voices sound great through these mics. 
Yeah, that's what I was noticing about a lot of local podcasts. I feel like they all record them on their phones. Yeah, if you yeah. Reco- you you'll tell if you record on the phone or you do a real cheap mic. Um, Echoey. Yeah, you can tell it'll sound it'll sound, it'll sound weird. Yeah, yeah, because I want mine to be legit, like yeah. kind of like this. Well, that's awesome, dude. Um, but my podcast is more like it's gonna be like a wrestling. Oh, okay, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude, this this is this is fun. Oh. My uh, bad. I forgot his name. Shaw, right here. This is Brendan Shaw. Hey, 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 hey you're going to do the wrestling too? Yeah, yeah. Uh, look up uh, Blue Couch Studio. Just look for I'm it. I'm so sorry. Find it on Facebook. I thought that you wanted. I took off the tape. So you know, oh, it's like fine, blue, there's like, I think there's two of us. One's in like Florida or something. But Blue Couch. Let me see which one. And then you can hit me up and I'll, I'll let you know everything you need to get. Uh, what is it? Blue Couch what? Blue Couch Studio. Studio. Yeah, that's us. Okay. Yeah, follow us. Uh, you work tonight, Brendan? Uh, hit me oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'll show you. I can tell you. Yeah. After this, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. You could get okay. set up sound um, pro. I got to go. I got to go really home. Really good. for Take a shower, get changed. Okay. That's um, what I need. I'll let you know. We'll meet up at uh, 918. And, yeah. and uh, yeah. since you're following me. Um, <coughs> here, I'm going to. Actually, we're going to go to the place before that. Because that guy's got. I think we're going to go at 845. He got the mic and the stand. That mic, no stand. He's got that mic. Okay. Stands are thirty bucks. Let me let my boys know. Depending on who's going, I don't even know who's going. Pretty sure it's just gonna be me and one other guy. Fuck you. He's such a G. Uh, you want to check that camera really quick? You work today? I'm going out tonight. Fuck, fuck. I'm going to that. Yeah, you. Stopping at that Seller Grover Showcase. Oh, my homegirl's on the show tonight. You don't know. Because she's black. She got to be. That's our homegirl? No, I'm messing with you. No, <laughs> Bill. Like, I got nervous like that. <laughs> Bill, Bill's so pretty. Bill's so pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's my girl. You're going to have a shitty door guy tonight, so good luck. Who is the shitty door guy? Brandon. Who is Brandon? He's the, uh, he's the door guy. He's the one who showed up halfway through the show, or in the second show. Wore and a purple left. shirt, and then he left. He was buying a car and he missed a shift. Hmm. But he's he's flighty. He runs yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Get into some questions. Let's whatever you want. You wanna yeah. let's all right. Twenty starting. Let's do a pre. Um, what you you know what you want to talk about? No, I got nothing. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we go. Yeah, let's get into it then, huh? So we're doing a little overtime. This is the. Uh, this is that just joking podcast after hours. You feel me? <laughs> so we get into the little extra content. Bro, it's ten minutes after, bro. It's you gonna get a Patreon like, now? Said, yeah, I am, actually. I'd be nice. That's right. how you know you got a good episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I watch a lot of podcasts, and then I always always know they have a good episode right. when they do a part two, uh-huh. or if they do like extra, like extra time. I'll be like, oh yeah, this is gonna be a good. Yeah, one. we have, we never go over, bro. Wait till I get Gerald on here. Y'all gonna have to do like two days. You gonna be. We just a live to, stream. Yeah, we don't have to see his his show first before we do it. Is he performing anywhere? Uh, yeah, actually, he got a show coming up in. I think we do in May. I think we got one in May. Okay, we yep. haven't put it out yet. We still working on details. He got a lot. We got a lot of stuff coming up though. Good to hear. That's exciting, man. Yeah. That's really exciting. Yeah, we like to. We we like. To, I like to put like my dates. I used to put all my dates, but now I'm at a point now where I'm like, when I get the show, boom. And they'd be like, oh, you on it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel that. Oh, you got the status now. Yeah, yeah. I got uh, my first show tomorrow night. 
Where you at? Uh, Martini's Lounge. It's like the entry level. Yeah, Martini's Lounge. I've heard of it. I'm excited. It's I'm going to be there, too. It's a sketchy place. You too. do comedy? No. You just you just, uh, you just know everything. Yep. Yeah. You're going to end up on stage. Eventually, yeah, maybe. Day, be on stage. I did. I, I did actually write material before. I've written material. And uh, the only reason I don't do it is be, I was telling him last night. I'm from Hawaii, right? When you do, you know, comedy from a place where you're from and everybody kind of knows the deal, it will do well. Mm-hmm. Because everybody know each other, everybody's had like maybe a similar or the same background, yeah. right? I'm Filipino, right? Mm-hmm. There's gonna be a billion fucking Filipinos in Hawaii. Yes. You're not Hawaiian? In? Uh, Hawaii? Bro, in? There, there's like ten percent. Dude, you say you're from Hawaii, right? Yeah. Last night we're at Whiskey Nine One Eight. Fucking Tennessee whiskey comes on. Yeah, this dude's over here singing Tennessee whiskey, yeah. bro. That's, like with his if you, heart. If you don't, if you don't know, soul. Tennessee whiskey is maybe the most popular song in Hawaii. Blows my mind. I can see why. Yeah. There's our drinkers down there. Man. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I, I do material down there in Hawaii, yeah. and it kills. Well, not kill. It gets a laugh. It gets right? a laugh, yeah, for you. And, uh, you know, it does well. But if I do it up here, ain't nobody going to get it. Hey. And the, and that's, that's like, you know, that's cool. That's going to be a developmental Welcome to the minority place. world, brother. <laughs> Welcome. It's I'm gonna, trying to join. Can I join? No. Oh, no, man. No, no. You wanted to be black. You can pretend. Yeah. Oh, I've been pretending pretend. my whole life. <laughs> you can pretend. My whole life I've been pretending. Dang it. You can dude. be logic. You can huh? be the logic of the... Uh, logic gets some backlash, too, for yeah. it. sucks. Logic's a good rapper. I don't care yeah, what y'all thanks. say. Who? Logic. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No. Who's that, uh, who's that <laughs> one... He's had one comic. He's um, I can't remember his name. He he describes himself as the logic of comedy because he literally just looks like logic and he does, you know, like well thought out jokes. A, a, a local comic? No, not local. He's probably he's, some underground guy in Canada that somehow he knows. No, about. no, he's um, he's been on Laugh Factory before. Oh, he's been on Laugh Factory and then he was in Comedy Cellar too. And what he He's um he's like Moroccan or something like that mm. or some type of African and his parents are African but he came out white, right? That's interesting. And that's me. Or bro. wait wait he, about me? He's from Af- I guess his parents are from Africa and, and he and he's white or something like that. I don't know I don't know his full story. And uh, what he so <laughs> so his parents went down to Africa. No no he <laughs> is <baby>. African. They <laughs> fucked in Africa. Is that what you're saying, bro? You say what you're no no. What I'm trying to say is they fucked in Africa so. <laughs> and he was born in Africa, so it makes him African. It makes perfect. No, it does. I mean, it's no, not what around. So what I'm saying, but he's white. And one, one but he's his, African. One of his jokes is. Are his parents tan or what are they? No, I think his mom is black. Okay. Like, oh, okay. okay. So like, what is one of his jokes is uh, <laughs> people because after they find out where he's from, they're like, oh, can you say the N word? And he'll be he'll look at them like. Fuck no, I can't say the N-word. What do I look like? Yeah. <laughs> nobody, part of the joke is, nobody, nobody's going to be like, oh, he said the N-word. Let's hear what he wants to say about it. <laughs> like, you know, I've been thinking about that shit. And up here, everybody, everybody mistakes myself and JC, especially JC, because he's Filipino as well. Yeah. Everybody mistakes us for two things, Indian or Arab. Or native. Really? That's, okay. there's, there's three, actually. Yeah. And uh, you should do the native route though. There's a lot of benefits. <laughs> you don't look, na- you don't look native to me. I that's because I, I grew I'm up saying. here in Oklahoma and I know some natives. That's yeah. what I'm saying though. Like I, I could definitely tell you, you, you an island boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an island boy. I'm an island no, but like boy. what I'm saying I is like supermodel. I've yeah. been, I, I get questions all the time about it. Um, not just from like people at the club, mm-hmm. but also like from my school. Hey, you, you native? What, what tribe you from? That sort of shit. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm looking at them like, oh. Do I fucking look native? No, no I, don't, I don't see it. I like, think the, maybe the feather on the on the necklace gives it off a little bit. You know, this is like a temp, like 
He's an anime character. <laughs> yeah, bro. That, that's his that, that feather gonna turn him into a superhero. <laughs> gonna fuck somebody up. It's my Sephiroth, baby. Like, <laughs> I got, got questions for y'all because you know, like we talking comedy too. Mm-hmm. Give me your top five favorite comedians. Ooh. That's a oh, mine's gonna be y'all are gonna hate mine, bro. Because it. it's so like just recent. I'm not well. I like all right. Theo Vaughn's my number one. I can see that you got the mullet. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got the. I'm kind. Of, if I cut my mullet off, you think I'm I'm never gonna get booked again, bro? Because this is kind of me now with the mullet. You know no, what I'm you saying? Be you. you do all whatever. Right, you. Right. So we got Theo Vaughn, Bill Burr, uh, Dave Chappelle. Mm. Um, who else started really fuck with? Um, yeah, y'all yeah, probably don't like this guy at all. Chris D'Elia. He's I okay. Yeah, he's yeah. okay. He, he's decent. He's decent. Yeah. I think I, I just listened to his podcast, so I fuck with him. And then uh, Brian Callen, who's also under. Uh, he's that, that's that's pretty underground because I don't know. Who he is. Yeah. yeah. Oh <laughs> no way! No, bro. no research on that one. Huh? Yeah, where do you get you on Jeopardy, bro? You <laughs> winning some money, bro? <laughs> I didn't know that one. <laughs> uh, for me, I mean, I gotta go with the big. I gotta go Chappelle. Chappelle, of obviously Chappelle. He, yeah. bro, go Mark Twain Award, bro. Yeah, like. Yeah, that's the motherfucker. He's different, right? Chappelle, uh, I got um, I got Iglesias up there. Gabriel the Great Iglesias. Cold, mm-hmm. yeah, cold. I could, I, I could watch his stand-up specials all day yeah. too. And uh, that's the only two I can name off the top of my head. That would be those are the two, those are two. goats. I should have done that too. I should also done like, that. Like a cop out. <laughs> and then like, yeah, uh, back home, Joe Coy. You know who that is? Yeah, Joe yeah. Coy. Yeah, he's really popular back home. He's popular now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had that movie I mean, come out here. recently. He is? Yeah, he's popular over here. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, Funny as shit. I, I always get this question whenever people find out I'm Filipino. I don't think JC asked me this question, but I had another Pinoy guy ask me, oh, oh, you're Filipino. You like Joe Coy? And I, I literally have to look him in the face and be like, no. Uh, J- Joe Coy is Filipino? I thought he was like... No, he's Filipino. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and uh, there, there's something I'm not like... permitted to speak on this. There's something like <laughs> so uncomfortable about somebody who only does humor about his race, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially as somebody who's Filipino. And I can get why the elders, I can get why you know the older generation fucks with it, because he's I think he's first generation immigrant or something like that. Yeah, yeah I get it, because there's a lot of first generation immigrant before my generation. Yeah, I get it. Y'all love him. Me personally. Does that mean he personally came over, or his parents came over? His parents came okay. over. Yeah. Cool. And me personally, it's like, no, bro. It oh, goes you don't like Joe Coy? It goes deeper than that because there's more to a person than just being Filipino or being black or being white. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so he came up in a crowd where he was just around his culture, mostly just his culture. So that's where yeah. his jokes were accustomed, like they yeah. were written for them. And that's why he kills in a Filipino crowd. Yeah. You know, same way. There's some comics who kill in a white crowd, some kill, comics who kill in a black crowd. Yeah. Because that's the jokes they know how to tell. Yeah. And there's something very uncomfortable to me about that. That's just like, what? It it makes me feel like if that's the only comedy you know how to do, and that's the only comedy that kills with us, kind of like mm. you. There's got to be more to this. Well, I'm gonna like, speak. I'm gonna speak on it. Okay. As a black African American, <laughs> I can no, speak. Well, I, I will say this though. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I definitely see what you're saying. Um, but if that's your audience, that's your audience. Facts. Good point. That's audience. If you, if his, if he, if his jokes is only pertaining to just one audience, that's yeah. it. But you know, I, I, I know what that feels like because you know, like for me doing black crowds, 
doing my crowd, that's easy for me because those are my people and nice. I know how to, we all can relate. Now, I can't do that same material and go to another place, you know, for, full of different race and I probably will bomb. But over the years, I've learned if you be you and you tell your story, you can make anybody laugh. So now I'm at a point now where I don't care who in the audience. Yeah. I'm, this is what you're going to get. This yeah, is, it's your shit. Yeah, yeah. This is you, man. This is going to be yep. you. Dude, me and Rednecks, bro. That's, <laughs> that's me. I can see that. Yeah, he yeah, kills in a Redneck crowd. Dude, the mullet. Love it. The mullet. Yeah, that's why I love mullet. the Looney Band, bro. We had, we had a Redneck crowd three weeks ago. It was only rednecks. It was only white people in there. Yeah, yeah. And you could tell they were blue collar rednecks too. I'm gonna tell yeah. you something. They tried to book me for that show. I was like, nah. Was <laughs> she was like, you want to MC this weekend? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, 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 no. I, I want to ask more about that. I hope you don't mind me like interjecting here, but you're fired. So wait, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> so when you're doing a jokes in your specific crowd. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work in other crowds. What does that tell you? Does that does that ever like affect your perception of yourself or of your comedy? No, it's just that uh, one you. I don't know how to put it. Like if I was to do, because I have jokes that I know I can't do with this crowd mm-hmm. because I know it's like eh, they won't understand. Mm-hmm. But like literally, when I did my show two weeks ago. All my material, everybody in there sold out, knew exactly what I was talking about. Now, this show I'm doing this weekend, you got to cut some of that out because they, mm-hmm. they don't come from the same background right. as me. So, but you don't, you don't ever write a joke with a target audience in mind. Nah, it's, just where, it's just what you know, and they can know. relate with yeah. what they know. Well, at, at, at some point, it's just me being me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm telling my, my story. And that's an important but, part of comedy, too. Yeah, but you still also got to learn how to read the room. But, man... I like I said, you watch Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, Kevin Hart, all those big names. They just do their shit. Yeah, they just they leave. do their shit. They at a point now where they they got an audience of wherever you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. But you know, coming up, you you think you're just only like a, just a one one lane comic. Like this is my only audience that I can perform. Right. But like Murphy was after after stint in the '90s, right? Jesus, what? Hmm. What? <laughs> no, that's dope. You threw me off on that one. What do you mean? He started doing all those movies, and he's kept the same brand of comedy that he did before that. Mm-hmm. Bef- after his name got big, mm-hmm. and it failed. Because hmm. he was a one-lane comic, and he only tried to stick to his one lane. Yeah, be careful when you talk about Eddie Murphy. He's yeah, gonna Eddie Murphy, lynched, yeah, he also yeah, I know. He's going to get lynched. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Again, um, can't speak on this. I will say, I will say yeah, you, you're right. You're right. But... Um, I don't want to be just known like just as a black comedian. Mm-hmm. All all he do is black clubs. All he do is just black crowds. No, nah, I want to. Yeah, those those are my people. But my comedy is for everyone. Right. Like, come hear my story. Come mm-hmm. hear come hear about me. Okay. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't just no. Nah, I'm, I'm writing these jokes just for just for my peoples can hear. Right. You know? It's just I want everybody. Like like this ain't black comic Larry. This is Larry. Of yeah. Course. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Mr. Larry Tibbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get that. No, <laughs> no, but yes, that's exactly right. Yeah, that's right. Like, um, like there was a point where, um, black comedy was its own thing. Like it was just black comedians, but now it's it's like we can do comedy for everyone. Mm. Like, like I said, y'all invited to the barbecue. 
Come through. Thank you, bro. Thank you. I've been needing to hear that my whole life. My whole life, I just wanted to hear somebody say that to me, and I'm still completely. You want to be black so yeah, bad. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, I got. A, I actually got a question. If you had like, I've only I know you've only seen me once, but if you had like a, some advice for me or something, uh, I'd love to hear anything. Uh, Not to make it about me, but I'm actually very curious. No, no, I've seen you perform. I'll say, still do you, mm-hmm. and get on that stage as more as you can. I'm not. I'm not one of those um, comedians that be like, "Yeah, I saw you said you need to do this about your joke," because nobody can tell you how to be you. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Too. You know what it I'm is. saying? Like they still do it to me to this day. Hey man, this joke would be funny if you said this. No, I said it that way for a reason. Yeah, because this is. You know what I'm saying? It got laughs, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I said it for a reason. This is my story. I'm telling you exactly how it is. So you think if I talk more about myself, that that'll help me find me quicker? Facts. You'll become more comfortable. Right. A lot of my a lot of my early jokes, I made some jokes about like Amish people, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a bad thing. It was about a strip club and how yeah. I imagined it. So now, now I will say this. Yes. Talk. Have you ever been to an Amish strip club? I haven't. So why are you talking about it? I'm just like, I, I don't know. I, I, well, I, I'll tell you exactly why. I met a girl at a bar, and she told me she was Amish. Yeah. Didn't know Amish strip club existed. And like five minutes in our conversation, she's like, there's an Amish strip club. And that just never left my mind. So I started imagining, like, at my house, like, what is it like at an Amish strip club? So that's, and that's how I wrote but that listen, down. But listen, mm-hmm. you should went through an experience. That's so true. one thing I know, true. like, how I write, like, wh- how my jokes come is just experience. Like... It's so easy for us to make up jokes, right? You're right. You know what I'm saying? But we actually got to go experience. Like, if you, if you, like, at a, like I'm not telling you what to do, but, like, you could have went to the Amish Club, been in there, you know what I'm saying? And then you'd be like, oh, yeah, this is funny shit. Hey, I went to the Amish Club, and then, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, because, like, with me, my edible joke that I have, I have an edible joke. That shit is real. Like, and I was trying to figure out how to write this joke about me being on edibles for a long time to where I point, I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to tell it. Just going to tell it. And I went up there and just told the story about me on my edibles for the first time. Everybody has an edible experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's relatable. It's relatable. Or like, y'all seen, y'all seen my set. Like, um, the joke I have about the fantasy crush. Mm-hmm. That shit is real. Very relatable. That, that me and my ex-fiance got into it over that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the joke that I have about uh, me turning 30. That mm. shit is real. I just really did turn 30. and It's its more about... Like, I used to write jokes like that. Like, I used to write jokes where it's just like, man, you know, it'd be funny if... Like, that. you know what I'm saying? Like, like action, action, punch, punchline. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know, it'd be funny if I would have said that this is... that I used to write jokes like that. And they, they did good, but when I start talking about my experience more than just telling, um, just making up something. Yeah. Because that's what the Amish joke was. It was completely just me making something up. Yeah. Completely. Like, just... You, no, you're good. You're good. I was just going to say, it was just me, like, I sat down. I was actually... I actually decided I want to start writing about topics. Mm-hmm. So I put, like, dopamine down because I was just... I've been hearing about it a lot for the past few weeks. So I was writing about dopamine and then I just started writing... The Amish came into my mind. I started writing about the Amish stuff and I was like, this is actually pretty good. Like, I was like... Basically, this, the joke, part of the joke is like, I've heard some crazy stories from the from the strip club, and from what I've heard, dude, they got some like soil squirrels up in there. 
you know, they got like some little seductive serpents, like just doing like some alliteration type shit. Because yeah. I thought it's funny, you know, yeah. like you're going to leave with a bite of Mother Nature, you know, I'm saying? Yeah. stuff like that. But it ain't like, again, that's just my imagination. Yes, yes, your imagination. Yeah. That ain't, that ain't like, real. Ain't nothing experience. wrong with that, though. I'll tell you that it ain't nothing wrong living in your imagination and writing it. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, the experiences is what's going to take you. Because, like, there is nothing. I hear that. That's the truth. Yeah. Like, your experience is like, because, like, like I told you, my first joke that I wrote was about me and my brother getting jumped at a casino. Yeah. Never happened. Uh-huh. Probably the worst joke I ever did because it never happened. Mm-hmm. When I start talking about things that happened, they like, yo, shit, that shit was funny because I've been through that too. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, then I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Nah. So, are you a big believer in the comic perspective? And I don't know if this is like every comic, but a lot of comics I've talked to, or at least, you know, heard about say the same thing. <laughs> Comedy is based on both experience and trauma. Is that a big thing that you mm-hmm. can agree with? Yeah, hell yeah, yeah, hell yeah. for sure. Could you speak yeah. on that? Because I wanna, yeah. I wanna know a little more about that. Like, like um, that's another way. It's therapy. It's oh, okay. Therapy, basically. Yeah. Like a lot of people probably write jokes about past stuff that happened to them for real. I'm a, I'll give you a perfect example <coughs> of a uh, comedian right now, Miss Pat. Y'all know who Miss Pat is? Miss mm-hmm. Pat is a perfect example of that. Like if you hear her set. And how raw and how cold she is, that shit actually happened. Like I remember before she blew up. Now, like you know, she used to be a loony bin, like in a loony bin rotation. And I did a show with her, and then we all went out to eat with her. We talked. She was telling us she really got shot. She really, you know, took some crack babies, raised crack. I mean, like literally. Damn. Like yeah, bro. So it's strong lady. Like most comics really do when they on stage this is the this is our therapy this is how we you know making people laugh and us telling our stories that's therapy to us like yeah. that's makes how us, makes us feel better about things yeah. that Trauma we don't feel comfortable kind of, with usually yeah yeah and uh, for like with me like i don't i don't ha- i ain't have no like rough upbringing like mm-hmm. no like <laughs> i grew up with both parents at home Mm-hmm. So like I don't have like those I I never been in the streets I never shit but I'm blacker than you bro what the fuck I've been <laughs> hey, in the streets hey man no, I'm playing, bro. like I ain't I ain't got no bro I you mean, were just poor you weren't black yeah, yeah. right you were the same level but you know I I don't didn't have a, I don't I, I didn't have no trauma to like you know yeah like no. I don't want to sound bad, but like fucked up shit. Okay. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But I have had some stuff happen to me. Like when it comes to like relationships, financial, financially, or, mm-hmm. you know, being around certain people. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm able to tell stories. So All right. I have funny shit happen to me. You just got to live life then really. You got to Chris Rock said it best, man. Like, so, um, Chris Rock, I listened to Chris Rock. He said that, he he believes in taking breaks in comedy because um, he want to experience life a little bit. He want to live life because that's where he can get his material. That's where he can write. Yeah. And he got a lot more to talk about. Yeah. Whereas other comments, they like, we get on stage, stand on stage. We got to get this, da, 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 da. But Chris Rock is like, it's okay to take a break. So I learned that. I learned that with him. Like, I take my breaks. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll literally say no to a show if I don't feel like it. Like, nah. Like, I want to live. If I didn't, I wouldn't even be able to tell stories like edibles, relationships, or right. me going to a zoo and 
seeing how fucked up these animals is. <laughs> yeah. And then so you going to LA, that's going to be, even if you're not on stage over there, that's going to be a that's learning an experience. experience for you. Yeah. My edible, but I, see. I keep talking about my edible joke, but edible yeah. joke happened in LA. Right. Yeah. Hell, tonight, tonight, jokes can come from tonight. Yeah. Like, I wrote a joke because me and my girlfriend went to a dinner for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And then something popped in my mind while we was there or something that happened, and I just started writing the joke down. Like, just living. That's, that's how, how, you, how do. you do it. Just living. Yeah. That's how, that's how, and I, like, I don't sit down and write material word for word, mm-hmm. but I talk about my experiences. Like, my friends, my friends, like, my boys, they give me some of the best experiences ever. Mm-hmm. Like, I talk about them a lot because your boys, I'll be like, my friends ain't shit, and this is why. And it's fucking <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Because these are true stories. Like, I got a joke about, uh, like, all my friends is older than me. And I got this joke about playing dominoes. Like, they're they 45 and over. Oh, and I'm yeah. 30. Yeah. You better not sit your ass at the table, at the <laughs> domino table with them old dudes. They'll kick your ass. And it's, it's the truth. It's the truth. They know what you're going to play right before. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 sit, I sit there at the table with them He'd be like, play that 6'5". He'd be like, how you know I got the 6'5"? He's looking at my hand like, how you know I got the 6'5"? Motherfucker's <laughs> counting dominoes, right. yeah, man. Is. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm not going to play a 6'5". I'm going to play this 3-2. And I play the 3-2. He'd be like, I knew your stupid ass was going to do that. <laughs> Bam, give me 30. What the fuck? How do you... How did you... But it's it's the truth, though. Like, they, they keep my ass on that domino table. Shout that. out to Q and Marcellus. Fuck both of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> no. But yeah. We're but gonna send it to them after. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but it's all about experiences, bro. Like, you know, I can see y'all both got passion for comedy, so man. And I'm only eight years in, so I'm mm. still kinda like I still the listen to a long time. But yeah. listen, I'd have met comics that's been in it for like thirty something. Right. So yeah. mm-hmm. like like Gerald 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 been in almost twenty something years. So we sit and we we bounce off ideas from each other. I listen to him and you know what I'm saying? It's just you learn, you know yeah, what I'm saying? that's true. But you, you at an early stage though, man, like just keep, that's my advice to you is just keep getting on stage. Yeah. Keep getting that practicing. The more you go on stage, the better you get. That's a good point. That's why I love this podcast. I told you this last night a little bit, but things that I've heard uh, you say and Evan and Marcus, not so much Cepeda. No, I'm just <laughs> but, uh, Shout out to Cepeda. That's yeah, my dude too. Cepeda's, Cepeda. he's fucking, he's awesome. Bro. He's my dog. He's my dog. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, bro, the things y'all say help me a lot. Yeah. Like in my process of, especially after editing, I hear the same words over and over and I'm like writing and I think about something Cepeda says. Like you go up there, take your time, you know, think it through. And Evan's like, talk about yourself, you know, yeah. uh, make fun of yourself. And that is already, I've only been doing this podcast for like three weeks. It's already translated into my joke writing. Like I made a whole, I got a whole new notebook because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to write differently now. I'm going to get this. And I don't know. It's been great. I yeah. love this podcast. I'm about to start crying, man. <laughs> man, I start crying. I walk the fuck out. I don't like when people cry around me. I hate that shit. No, I ain't going to start crying. But. All right, let's wrap it up. Though. I'm getting word from producer. They got to go to lunch. So. Oh, okay. Sorry, producers. Let's get it done. Thank man. y'all for having me. It was a yeah, fucking awesome. That was a great fucking yeah. podcast. Yeah, this one was crazy.